welcome. We believe the message you're about to listen to will greatly impact your life richly. Remain blessed as you listen. Keep praising you. Get no word sums you up. Then I ask the Lord, what name fits you? And he said, yeah. Generations after generations keep praising you, yet nowhere comes up. Then I asked the Lord, one day meets you, and he said, Yeah. By yourselves, please. Can you join us? Yeah, the hallowed one. says there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with a dragon and his angels. And said when they finished, they cast the devil down to earth and they pronounced a woe to earth. They said woe unto earth. Ah, because this accuser of the brethren has come. Knowing his time is short, he's come with vengeance. But something happened. The Bible says something else happened. A child was born and angels came again to make announcement. And they said joy to the world. Not more war to the world, but joy to the world. Because a king came back. We worship you. We give you praise. We submit to your rule, Lord Jesus. We are happy to call you master and lord. And we ask that you continue to take control. Open our ears. Let us hear you, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. 
God bless you. Please take your seat. Take your seat. I'd like to start by appreciating the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. About whom we have gathered to, today to celebrate. And to thank our mother and the Lord in absentia. Our dear lead pastor, Pastor Funke. Please celebrate her for me. For the privilege that I've been given again today to bring to us the word of God. And to all my leaders, my pastors, the ministers, please celebrate them for me. Thank you so much for this opportunity, for the encouragement. Thank you because I'm not on blacklist. He said, that young man, put him on blacklist. Don't let him come to this altar again. It's a privilege of God that we have to come here to bring the word of God. In a few minutes that we have left, I'd like for us to consider the topic I've captioned, Behind and Beyond Christmas. Behind and Beyond Christmas. I'll take my text from the book of Matthew, chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to read from verse 16. A story we know all too well is the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ, traced from the beginning. So from verse 16, the Bible says, And Jacob begot the husband of Mary. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. Apart from David unto the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon unto the Christ are 14 generations. If you go into this one, we'll have to go back to the book of Daniel, maybe chapter 9. And this morning, we don't have time for eschatology, so we'll just skip and keep going. And I know children are here before they start wondering what's going on. From verse 18, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child. Hmm. Not that she confessed to being pregnant. She was found with child. Bele protruding. She was found with child. We will come to how this happened. Child of the Holy Spirit, then Joseph, a husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth a firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. As a child, one of the most fascinating stories I found in scripture is the Christmas story. And there are many stories around the Christmas. Of course, I should not be surprised. Christmas is clearly 
the most famous event in the whole world. Everywhere you go, people are celebrating Christmas. Of course, the faithfuls, we've gathered here to celebrate Christmas. We've come on this day, we could have gone elsewhere, we could have done something else. We could have gone to an amusement park or something. But we chose to come here to celebrate Jesus, to celebrate Christmas. Fantastic. But it's not only the faithfuls that celebrate. There are also fans that celebrate Christmas. They are not part of us. They just like the idea of Christmas. Have you not seen Muslim that is doing Santa Claus? Oh, now also. Christmas is a big, big industry. Big industry. First, two years ago, I was in uh, Palm Jumeirah in uh, United Arab Emirates. And I was shocked. United Arab Emirates, there was a part of Palm Jumeirah designed as a Christmas city in Arab nation. Ice team, Christmas trees, ornaments, everywhere. You would think you were in London or US. In United Arab Emirates. They are fans. Why? Because during Christmas, all the merchants are doing promo. Come and buy gadgets. I don't know how gadgets and Christmas, how they join. Suddenly, you will see rice, price, chicken price. It's chicken that really suffer the most. Christmas, chicken must die. Easter, chicken must die. Birthday, chicken must die. Everything is going on because there's an industry around Christmas. A lot of fans everywhere. It's not just faithfuls and fans. They are also fighters of Christmas. In fact, this morning, my child asked me, said, Daddy, but why are we celebrating Christmas today? Was Jesus really born on December 25? I said, don't worry, I will address it when I get to the altar. Because he's not the only one asking this question. There are many people who have done thesis, PhD thesis, on why we should or we should not celebrate Christmas at all. Which day did Jesus get born? Was it in winter? Was it in summer? Was it December 25 or somewhere in the neighborhood? Was he born? Do we agree he was born? You can't contest that. It's not only the Bible that gives credence to the fact that he was born. History also agrees that he was born. Why? Because I, that's why I love the Bible very well. When they were describing the accounts, they were putting landmarks in history. They said during the time that so person was king in Jerusalem, Herod. So during the time that Arinos was king in Syria. So those people reigned. At least there are documents. There are chronicles. So you can go and reference them. You can know the time when those people lived and reigned and died. So he lived. And if you doubt it, check your calendar. There's something called BC and AD. It was the one in the middle. I know there are different calendars all over the world, the Jewish calendar, Ethiopian calendar, uh, the Arab calendar. I'm sure the Arabs, they are seeing maybe 16 something now. Different people have their calendar, but there is one who cuts the calendar that is most popular in the world into two. And he's worth celebrating. So today we want to focus a bit, as time will permit us, on a number of things that are behind Christmas. And for time's sake, I've limited them. I want to consider the prophecies behind Christmas, the prayers behind Christmas, and some people behind Christmas. As time permits us, we'll see if you can really go beyond Christmas because it's also important to look beyond this day. After today, there are other days. And there are years. Is that not so? And the one who was born a babe is returning as king, isn't he? All right, let's start. 
first prophecy we want to talk about is a very popular one. And some have contested it. It's the virgin birth of the Messiah on Christmas Day. Bible speaking in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. It says, and the Lord himself, God himself, he will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name, what? Emmanuel. That is God with us. God will be made incarnate. We will behold his glory as of the glory of the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. He said we will see it. But how will it happen? He said I will bypass natural process. I don't want anything to contaminate this blood. It's pure blood. Pure breed. And men, it happened. Luke chapter 1. We go to verse 34. We have proof that this prophecy happened. Then Mary said unto the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man. No, a man here is not, I don't, I can't recognize a man. He's speaking about sexual intimacy. Meaning, at this point, she was a virgin and the angel answered and said to her. He said that question, somebody asked me six months ago. I muted his voice. <laughs> I won't go there today. He said, but you, you are a child. I will explain it to you. Because at your level, you need illumination. But I've also seen something that resonates with us. I see belief. You are not asking out of unbelief. Like Zechariah asked out of unbelief. You are asking for illumination. For illumination. So he explained to her. Please put this uh, scripture on the screen. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. This is a mystery. Whenever you find yourself in a situation where you are about to do what nobody has done before. Where you are about to do what you haven't done before because we are all virgins in different ways. Sir. Anything you have not done before, you are a virgin in that area. If you are about to do something you have not done before, something nobody in your generation, we have not heard it before that a virgin gave birth to a child. How? How? So she said, how will this be? What will be the instrumentality that will provoke this to happen? The angel said, let me explain to you. There's a technology in heaven. He said, it comes when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And this is where we make the mistake. Sometimes we get fixated on the process. I need to know him. I said, no, you don't need to know him. You need to meet the Holy Spirit. Then you will do what no man has done before. Then you will become what no man has been before. Then you will see what no man has seen before. When you encounter the Holy Spirit. So he explained to us, he said, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. At what point that happened, the Bible didn't tell us. Maybe she was sleeping. Maybe she fell down under the anointing. I don't know. The Bible didn't tell us. But we know of the truth. Something started to grow inside. And that's the way of the spirit. You may not see the wind. <laughs> you may not hear the noise of the thunder. You may not see anything but those valleys, those trusts, they will be full of water. She said, let it be unto me according to your word. According to your word. Let it be unto me. So that prophecy happened. Virgin birth prophecy happened. There was another prophecy. Another prophecy. Micah chapter 5 verse 2. Book of Micah. Because 
when God wants to do something, he, he likes to show himself. They say, see, this is me orchestrating things. It's not accidental. So our faith is not built on the fables of men. It's built on time-tested prophecy. The sure word, even the sure word. He said, but you, this was an Old Testament prophet prophesying. He said, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one who will be ruler in Israel, who's going forth are from old, from everlasting. Just to clarify that he's not just a regular king. He said this one is a different king. He don't dare before. He said he's going forth are from old, from everlasting. That is, the Savior will be born in Bethlehem. And this was common knowledge at the time the Savior was born. Common knowledge. The, the fact that he will be born in Bethlehem was not only known to prophets, it was known to people around. The priests knew it. The Pharisees knew these scribes. Knew it. Give me Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. When the wise men were looking for how to find Jesus and they came to meet Herod and Herod had heard the case and he was asking, where will this be? Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from east came to Jerusalem. Give me verse 2. Saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Uh -huh. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and Jerusalem with him. Go on. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ would be born. Go on. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet. Accurate. I don't have time to go into the background of how it happened. Joseph and Mary, they were not living in Bethlehem or Judea. They were living in Nazareth. Very far away from Bethlehem or Judea. It was a different province. But something happened. God orchestrated something to say, go and do census. The man will not even know. Why am I doing census? I don't know. What did they use the census report for? I don't know. Go and do census. But the census requires that everybody will go to their best place. So Joseph being the man, the woman had to tag along. Mary was not from that area, most likely. She was related to either Zechariah or Elizabeth. And both of them are Levites. Zechariah was a priest. Originally, he was maybe from the tribe of Ephraim, but he got grafted because he was in the lineage of Samuel under the division of Abijah. Bible speaks about Elizabeth that she was of the daughters of Aaron. So they were clearly Levites. So if Mary was related to any one of them, she was a Levite. But she tagged along with her husband who was from the tribe of Judah. So they went to the Judean province at that point in time. Prophecy. That's why I love prophecy. Whatever you do, that prophecy will keep over you. Orchestrating people, orchestrating events. Why did they say count people? I don't know. The prophecy has to be fulfilled. Every prophecy that is hanging on your life that has not found address, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus Christ, it will find you in the name of Jesus. Some people need to be scared. They will not know why they are doing it. But they will put in policies that will make the prophecy to be fulfilled. God has said you will be head in your organization. It doesn't matter how you will get there. God can orchestrate it. So he orchestrated this. It happened. It happened. Of course, we saw their star, right? 
that there was a star. We all know about the story. Even though we, we have added three wise men. The Bible didn't say three. They may be 30, they may be 13, they may be 33, they may be two. At least they are more than one because they said men. All we know is that they gave three different kinds of gifts. It doesn't mean one person gave one kind of gift. It's not necessarily one-on-one -on -one mapping. Okay, that's not my story. Story is that there was a star in the east that became a navigation tool for the wise men to locate him. Give me Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. You know, we have quoted good prophets. We have quoted Isaiah. We have quoted Micah. I want to quote a Belefou prophet. A prophet that likes to prophesy from his belly. Only when dollar enter his pocket. You know the prophet Balaam. Even Balaam saw it. Balaam said, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel. And batter the brow of Moab. And destroy the sons of tumult. Scepter of iron. This was the star. That those wise men saw. Balaam saw it long, tete, even though he saw it because they've given him money. The prophecy was still correct. And that's why we have to be careful. You see some of this, they are saying the correct word. The motivation may be wrong. The word may be correct. So, the fact that it's correct doesn't mean that they are of God. Let's be guided. I will jump because I have more things to do. I'll just stop at these prophecies. There are over 10 prophecies around this Messianic birth alone. These are some of the prophecies behind Christmas. Can we look at some of the prayer or the prayerful people behind Christmas? Give me 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. 1 Timothy 1, 18. Only Yeshua will We reign forever to his kingdom. There'll be no Bible says, Paul speaking to his protege, the bishop Timothy. He said, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. We've read prophecies. What sometimes we fail to recognize behind Christmas is that it's not just the prophecies. There were prayers behind the prophecies. Without prayers, those prophecies will not get fulfilled. So Paul was teaching Timothy one of the secrets of people they call spiritual technocrats who understands the workings of the spiritual realm. That the fact that a prophecy has gone out does not mean it will necessarily happen. There are other things that will make it possible for it to happen. Otherwise, you call God a liar. He's not a liar. It's just that we have roles that we are either not aware of or we decide to shirk our responsibilities concerning them. So Paul was telling, he says, see, prophecies have gone ahead of you. He said, but do warfare. That is, engage in spiritual warfare. Prayer. Concerning those prophecies, if you want to see them made manifest. Daniel understood this. Jeremiah is speaking. He said, oh, this captivity should be 70 years. True or false? Hello? Ah, 70 years. But 70 years came, nothing happened. Thank God for men 
that are literate. But not only literate, but have spiritual intelligence. Because it's not enough to read. You can read and not know what to do. So he read, ah, the time that was appointed for this captivity, the time has finished. Bible said, then he started to fast and to pray and to confess his sins and to confess the sins of his nation. And then there was divine intervention. God said, the children of Israel will go into captivity for 400 years. 400 years came. Nothing happened. Read your Bible. The Bible said, when God said, he heard the cry of the people, then he sent a savior, Moses. Before this savior came, despite the promises, some people had to stand in the gap. In prayer, warning with the prophetic words that have gone ahead. One of them is the old man, Simeon. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. You know, this is the thing about this man I don't really get. I would be expecting that they would say, and there was a bishop in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. He didn't need a title. Oh, there was a Pope in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. No. There was a man. God is looking for a man. Title, no title, a man. And this man was just and devout. That is a man who feared God. A man who was dedicated to God. Waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. So this man was a waiter. You know, these prophecies, <laughs> they are hundreds of years old. Over 400 years before Christ showed face. So I don't know how many generations were praying it. It didn't happen in their time. They passed the pattern. Oh Lord Jesus. We quit too soon. We quit too soon. Way too soon. I don't want to believe that nobody was praying about those prophecies. The people were suffering. They were under Roman imperial rule. They were taking taxes from them. They were suppressing them in their land. They didn't like it. They were not used to it. They were children of Israel. Remember, at I, people who had seen God move and they would have been asking God when? God when? But they prayed God when? Nothing happened. And some died and passed the button. Until he reached a man called Simeon. The Bible says he was waiting. Waiting in the place of prayer for the consolation of Israel. I remember while I was um, studying about the life of a popular apostle, Apostle many years ago, I came across some writings about a group of people. I don't know how many of us knew about that revival of 1930. I read about it. I wasn't born then. Yeah. I, was late, then. I read that there was a group of people, maybe 10, 15 young men and women, that had been crying for about 10 years, asking the Lord to visit us in Nigeria with revival. And they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until one young man under 30 caught fire that spread all over West Africa. Some of the fire has been passed to others who are still working today. 
Because some people took time to sit down, to pray it into being. We all talk about, oh, there are many prophecies on Nigeria. Ma, 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 ma. Very good. It's not about knowing. What are we doing about it? If there are no people who are waiting, who are patiently watching, watchmen, watchmen in the spirit, if we don't have them, they will not happen. It's not as if God has lied. God didn't lie. It's just that the watchers have gone on break. They've done what? They've gone on break. Give me that scripture on. Let's, let's finish it. Read to 35 with me. Um, next verse. Next verse. Run to 35. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, this was when they were dedicating him. Hmm? To do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. This man said, I'm not dying until I carry the results I've been praying for. I'm not dying. These are the men that stood behind Christmas. Without them, it would not have come. He said, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel. What, what beats me is that how can he recognize that in a child? <laughs> Some things are deep. Oh. You just see a people, a couple, randomly, young couple. They just come and do dedication. And the Bible said he came by the Spirit into the temple. Took the child and began to prophesy. How did they recognize him? Give me that scripture on. Continue that scripture. And Joseph and his mother marveled at the things which were spoken of him. He reached to shock. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. This one is deep. He said, Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. Eh? I thought God sent an angel to Mary when this old journey started. The angel, Gabriel, the man who stands in the presence of the Lord. But this was not part of the communication to Mary. Say, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul. There are elders who have, they have custody of mysteries. Nobody had told Mary before. She just thought, okay, my job is to lend my womb to God. And then he will use it for nine months and my job is done. He said, no. When they will pierce his side with a spear, he said, they will also pierce your own heart with a sword. Mysteries, custodians. People will pray. God will show them things. People will wait and watch. God will show them things that are not common knowledge. What the angel did not communicate, this man knew it. By the Spirit. You remember the book of Revelations? Oh, my time is running. Jesus, help me. Bible said they brought a book. They said, come and open it. Said, Everybody was crying. Hey, we can't find anybody to open it. The Bible said, even an angel came. I said, oh, we can't find anybody. He said, one of the others said, it's okay, it's okay. John, don't cry. The angel might not know. We know. We are elders. We are worshippers. We are always in his presence. He said, we have heard 
that the Lamb of God has prevailed and he has qualified. There are men who were behind Christmas. Who made it happen? Without their prayer and intercession, it wouldn't have happened. But it was not just a man. There was a woman. Give me, continue that verse. Continue the verse. 36. And there was one Anna, a prophetess. At least this one, she had title. But she didn't only have title, she had a scar. The daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. And had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. Somebody say, hey, yeah. This doesn't look like the kind of person who should be a woman of prayer. Actually, maybe she should have been a woman of sorrow. What did she do? You kept your virginity and you only got to enjoy marital life for seven years. And she lived on to be 84. Imagine all that pain. Long time. And I said, I might have lost my husband, but I can't lose my purpose. I can't lose my mission. I can't lose where I was born. I was born to stand in the gap until the Messiah will show face. Say, who did not depart from the temple, but serve God with fastings and prayers night and day? Ministry, that's ministry. I don't know what she was praying for. She didn't have a husband. Lord, keep my husband. The Bible didn't talk about her children. Lord, keep my children. The Bible said day and night she was praying. But we will know why she was praying because when you see the results, you show face. I said, we were there. And coming in at that instance, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke to, of him to all those who looked for the redemption of in Jerusalem. She was one of them. Without the prayer ministry of people like Simeon and Anna, Christmas might be delayed. It might have been delayed. Maybe today we will still be like the Jews, still asking, where is the Messiah? When is he coming? We looked at the prophecies behind Christmas. We looked at some men and women of prayer behind Christmas. Can we look at some other people behind Christmas? And I know if I ask you, if you're going to talk about people behind Christmas, there is no way you will not talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. It's not possible. You know, sometimes we make the mistake of the priority. Mary was chosen because Joseph was chosen. I hope we get that. Yeah. But Mary too must have found favor before the Lord. And the angel Gabriel mentioned it very unequivocally. That blessed are you among women. He said you will be highly favored. The favor came because she said yes. I won't shake that table. Somebody's not hearing me. Be careful who you say yes to. And be careful who you say no to. Some people are in the lineage of blessing. They may not look like it. The man was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. But he was the chosen one. So we must honor and celebrate Mary. What she did was spectacular. For God to have trusted our womb to incubate the Christ. Kai. It's not child's play. A prophecy that had been dangling, Isaiah 7 14, landed on her head. It's not by mistake. There was a positioning, there was a conditioning of the heart 
she was a woman of faith. She said, I may not understand all the details. You have explained to me how the Holy Spirit will come, how the power of the highest will overshadow me. I still don't get it. He said, but let it be unto me according to your word. God said, this is what we are looking for. People of faith. That even when I don't understand, if God said go, they will go. Another woman that we cannot but mention when we talk about Christmas is Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I don't have time to dig deeper into Elizabeth. But remember that this was someone that the Bible described with her husband as being righteous. When you read some testimonies, you know, you can talk about, oh, so-so person is a good person. This is your testimony. When the Bible is giving testimony about somebody on behalf of God, take it seriously. The Bible said she and her husband, they were devout people, righteous before the Lord. He said, but they didn't have a child. They were righteous. God said so. In fact, they were from the Levitical priesthood lineage. They've been people who have been serving God. Their forefathers have been serving God. They had no reason not having anything they wanted. If they had a need for 12 children, God should have given them free of charge and added bonus. But they had nothing. So the Bible said there was one day, there was an encounter while Zechariah was ministering. And then, he went to say what he was not supposed to say. And they pressed mute on the remote of his mouth. Pow! So you will not use your mouth to scatter what we have cooked in heaven. Because a foreigner is coming. If you allow your mouth to run, that mouth can overrun that work. But sometimes when we are talking to God and God is not answering us, he's not trying to ignore us, he's trying to help us. Because you go and say what you are not supposed to say. It's not only your prayer that God is hearing, your thoughts also matter. So he, he just closed everything. He said, this man will close your communication channel so that this baby will grow. And the baby was growing. Bible said for the first five months, Elizabeth was hiding. But she said, okay, you could not be laughing at me. I'm an old woman. I don't even know how they do these things anymore. Is it pregnant care? Is it vitamin A? I don't even know which one I will use now. Bible said she was hiding. Then, the angel of the Lord came to Mary in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. And after giving the word, just to encourage her, said, see, I know you are thinking this thing is difficult. He said, but see, your relative, Elizabeth, I think Luke 1, 35 and 36. See, your relative, Elizabeth, who they say was barren, said she's already with child. So Mary ran quickly. I went to meet her. Pastor, I've been thinking of that thing. So, I'm a young woman. I'm not supposed to be pregnant before getting married. Suddenly, some strange being came to me after hundreds of years of God not talking to anybody in that manner and told me strange things. And I believed it. And I went to meet an older woman. One of the things Elizabeth could have done is to counsel Mary. I said, Mary, Mary, Maria, how many times did I call you? Now that you they play with so... You they play? Why? She was carrying pregnancy out of wedlock. We all know the punishment. If she is found with it, she will be stoned to death. Bible says she spent three months in the house of Elizabeth. At that point, she had reached a point of no return. I don't know the conversation. The Bible didn't record it. But she was in that house. 
under that mother. He said, don't worry. We also got message from the same angel, Gabriel. So we can confirm that this word is true. Because see the sign. And it's not just anyhow sign. Even this child self. There is a word of prophecy on him. That's why we have to be careful who we mingle with. Some we are bought it. He said, Mary, for your own good, go and abort it. Now, abort it before the thing shows. You know, she had traveled from Nazareth, had gone to Judea, where Elizabeth and Zechariah lived, and stayed with them three months. If she aborted it, nobody would have known. She would just come back, normal. After all, nobody knew anything before. Thank God for Elizabeth. We thank God for mothers like that. But the one I want to talk about among the people behind Christmas today is one we usually underrate. The one we don't talk about. The man, Joseph. Give me back our text in Matthew 1. Give me from verse 18. Matthew 1 from verse 18. We don't talk about Joseph. A whole religion has been built around Mary. But nobody talks about Joseph. Because the man wasn't a talker. I've been looking for quotable quotes from Joseph the carpenter who was the foster father of Jesus. I can't find. I've read through. I'm looking for what Joseph said, what he said, what he didn't say. I didn't see many things. He wasn't a talker. He was a doer. Now the bed of Jesus was as follows. After his mother, Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. This man wasn't a sampler. He wasn't a taster. I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. Uh-uh. So before they came together, if it's today, to find Mary, to find Joseph, Angel go wakataya. Angel, when he free, they said, no, it's not this place. Go to the next city. When he gets there, small time, enter Atlantic Ocean. But he found Joseph. Found Mary. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Ah! There are four men in scripture that inspire me a lot. The Lord Jesus Christ himself being number one, of course. The second being Daniel. Daniel. The other two, they are Joseph and Joseph. And they have many things in common. As we have seen earlier, they have the same first name and the same surname. Joseph of Genesis 37 was born by Jacob. Joseph of Matthew chapter 1 was also born by a man named Jacob. Have you observed that? Have you also observed that both of them have something to do with dreams, dreams, dreams? The Joseph of Genesis 37 was a dreamer and an interpreter of dreams. This Joseph was a receiver of dreams for instruction. Just man. Just man. I'm asking myself, can God trust me with an assignment this big? And be sure that I will not contaminate it. I've not been able to answer the question. That's why we must keep growing. It pains me when out of our arrogance, this is our Pentecostal arrogance, we demean people that the scripture wrote about and think we know more than them. This man, he hadn't read this Bible. 
God called him a just man. So I can trust this one. I will put him in charge to take care of the womb where I have put my son. He will protect her. Give me that scripture on. Being a just man and not wanting to make a public example of her. Kai! You, you, you agree that it was within his rights to report the case to counsel. Babu said she was already betrothed. I don't care what was in the list they gave him. Whether it was the eastern list or the northern list in Nigeria. At least they gave him list. The Bible said she was already betrothed. They've done engagements or what you call traditional. They've done it. Betrothed. They've said this one, oh, this is the person we are giving out to. So there has been a commitment on his part. And then she conquered Rebele. It was within his right. So go to the council and say, I have a case. Excuse me, sir, I have a case. This woman is an unfaithful woman. I know I didn't touch her, but this is proof that she has been touched. Bible said he chose to waive his right for justice. Even though he was a just man, he said, I will waive it. God has started dealing with me on this one for many years. I like claiming my right. My right is my right. Don't come and trample on my rights. When God showed me this thing, I said, Kai, I still have a long way to go. It was his right to get her killed, to show a good example, and you will write a good case for it. Say, I'm doing it to preserve the land. This woman, she has been playing the harlot in her father's house. Just man, that is justice. But I said, even though I'm a just man, I choose to waive my right to justice. A man who won't take vengeance said, let God sort the matter out. Let that be. I said, minding to put her away secretly. You know, it breaks my heart when you find a couple they say for so, so, so reason, irreconcilable differences, we have decided to part ways and you post it on social media and you call a press conference. You're not a Joseph. I'm not castigating you. I'm reading my Bible that a man chose differently by God's standard to say, even though I suspect, and he had a good reason. Bible says she was found with child. Not as if they had a conversation. You're not getting it. This woman got pregnant by the word. Huh? The spirit came. And the Bible says immediately she went to meet a relative in Judea. It's like you are living in Abuja. A word came to you. You now went to meet your relative in Lagos and stayed there three months. And now came back, I find you pregnant. What am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to think? Yeah. No internet. I couldn't track you. No phone. And you came back pregnant and you're telling me, hey, I saw an agent. His name is Gabriel. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. So if he wanted to go public with it, he had a good story. He will trend. Because a lot of comments will come. He will become a celebrity on top of this case. He said, I won't do it. I won't even post it on my status. 
Give me that scripture. Let's just read the Bible. Next verse. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and told him plenty things. Plenty things. Let me rush. Take the second part. If there's one thing I must mention, is the fact that this man hears God. And obeys. It's not people who are shouting obedient, but they are not obedient to the word of God. Uh -uh. It was someone who indeed obeys. Obeys. I know I've touched a screw. <laughs> we are not politicians. Though. We speak by the spirits. Bible says concerning him, when he was in a valley of decision, he wanted to make a very important decision. He wasn't conferring with flesh and blood. He said he was thinking about this. Then he slept, and then an angel of the Lord gave him instruction. An instruction that if they gave me today, what will I do? Say, I will first take you to my pastors and say, Sir, I saw a nightmare. I won't say. It's <laughs> Is a nightmare. Or I would decree a retreat. I want to be double sure. Lord, say it again if it's you. But he got up. Say, I, I, I'll do it. I'll do it. Do you know the shame it means to, to be the father of the child that is not yours? The pain of raising a child. When the, the woman gives birth, are you have sleepless nights for the first three months? The baby isn't sleeping, the baby is making noise. Nobody will get the baby. And you are dead. He said, I will do it. Problem came. God said, get up. Take the child and run to Egypt. He said, me. As the Bible not said, these Egyptians you see today, you see them no more. I'm not going back to Egypt. What to them that go back to Egypt? He would have been quoting wrong scripture because he has got the context wrong. He would have been proving wiser and smarter than God. He said, God, I may not understand why you are saying as you carry the son of God and run. Why are we wrong? It might not make theological sense, but I will do it. He ran into Egyptian territory and was there. When it was time to leave, the Bible said an angel of the Lord appeared to him again in a dream. Dream, dream, dream. And told him, oh, the people who are seeking to kill the child, they are dead. Go back. And he carried the child. He didn't say, I beg, God, leave us here. Since they are dead, let them day their day, who day are day in Egypt. It was a man who obeyed God. Even though there was no clarity. If we have men who hear and obey God like this, we have less mistakes today. Less mistakes. Everything that God told him to do was a prophetic message. I don't have time to, to dig the prophetic behind it. Every single step of the way, everything God asked him to do had a prophetic background. He only obeyed. Not that he knew what was there. He obeyed. You can never get it wrong with obedience. Your understanding will catch up later. Obey first. That's why Mary said, see, if it, anything it tells you to do, in the first miracle in Canaan of Galilee, anything it tells you to do, do it. You may fetch the water and it's still looking like water to you. But he said, go and give it to the governor. I don't know at what point between when they fetched the water and got to the governor, it turned to wine. I don't know. He said, but do it. 
It's in doing it, you understand what is happening. These are some of the things behind Christmas. The prophecies, the prayers, some of the people behind Christmas. But we must look beyond Christmas. Because today we've confused ourselves as to what Christmas means and what it doesn't mean. So we think many times Christmas is about green and red. It's more than that. It's more than rice and chicken. It's more than traveling. We all travel. Many of us travel during Christmas. Vacation, villagecation. We just travel. It's more than the travels. It's more than the carnivals and the concerts and the conferences. It's more than those weddings. You know, there's a trend these days now. December time, we put wedding, 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 wedding. It's more than all that. In fact, it's more than Santa Claus. Because sometimes we forget and think Santa Claus is Jesus Christ. It's not Jesus Christ. It's just something they created to have fun. Don't confuse it with the reality. It's not even about the gifts and the cards and the boxes that we receive. It's not about the greetings. It's about Matthew 1.21. He said, see, he will save his people from their sins. That's what Christmas really is about. It's about sin. It's about our Savior. And it's about salvation. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. This is the Christmas story. We have added so much condiments. The real substance of Christmas is getting lost. And now, in some places, they will say, oh, no, don't call it Christmas, just say happy holidays. It's no holiday. Uh -uh. It's about a holy God coming into this unholy world to save unholy people and make them holy to be with him. That's what Christmas is about. We've got to reflect. Beyond Christmas, we must reflect on the purpose of this Christmas. And we must remember that He is returning. Revelations 1, 7. The Bible says, Behold, He's coming in the clouds. He said, all eyes will see Him. All eyes. He said, including those who crucified Him. Those who pierced Him. He said, no, give me Revelations. Revelations 1, 7. Revelations 1, 7. Say, including those who pierce him. He said, and people will mourn. 1 7. Revelations 1 7. Yes. And all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. You know why they are wailing? Because he's coming not to come and do daddy with the pamper. No. He's coming for judgment. Judgment. Beginning from his house. Beginning where? From his house. Because one will be taken, another will be left behind. Imagine. If you were to come on this Christmas day. Do you know how many believers will be left behind? Because we have got ourselves distracted. We are doing everything else except the purpose of this season. It's time to reflect. And remember that he's returning. He's returning. 
Bible says a time will come. People will be looking for death. Death will be running from them. They say, fall on us, mountain, fall on us. They say, no, he won't follow them. He said, the great, the small, the free, the slaves, the captains, the kings. He said, they will win. Why? When he's coming back, he's coming like a lion. He came like a lamb before they slaughtered his neck. He said nothing. This time, he's coming as a lion. To devour his enemies. Remember what Micah said. He said, when he's coming, all those sons of tumult, he said, he will destroy them. The king is returning. As we reflect on Christmas, we must remember this. We don't usually talk about this anymore. We take it for granted that we know. But there is a generation that does not even know the fear of God, let alone know that the king is returning. A generation where you see Christians, you can't tell the difference between a Christian and a non-believer. Because all they have seen about church and about Christianity is the funfair. Is it dancing? Is it dance steps? Is it music? Is it light? Is the stage? Is it concert? Is the noise? They have not met Jesus. They have been coming to a church. Yes, they have not met Jesus. The land of Zebulun. The land of Naphtali. The road towards the sea. Galilee of the Gentiles. He said, those who live in those dark places, they have seen the lights. I said, those who sit in the region and in the shadow of death, a light has dawned on them. He said, and Jesus began to preach this message. I said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's the same message we bring today at this Christmas. Many of us, we have forgotten who we are. We just walk mechanically. It is Sunday I go to church. Is Christ dwelling in your heart? Is my name in this book of life? Is my name in this book of life? Is my name in this book of life? And is your name in this book of life. Say the book will be open. And they will check names. I said those whose names are not found written in the book of life. He said they are cast into the lake of fire. He said this is second death. Anyone who experiences second death will not experience second life. But anyone who experiences second life here and stays in the world we know it's a second death. Can we all bow our heads? playing church and please let all eyes be closed except your essential duty he's not going to ask who has been in church for a long time it's those who are in Christ and there is a big difference between being in church and being in Christ there will be many who are in church and will be left behind many of us were probably born 
into this circle and we grew up just flowing with the tide but that will not be enough qualification no it won't be enough if you like to surrender to Jesus today to begin a relationship that is premised on an understanding of the need for the Savior and your need to submit to a master and Lord you want to make him not only your Savior but your master the one who will give you instruction like he gave Joseph instruction and you have no objection even though it doesn't make sense this is the life I now invite you to don't be afraid don't be shy for your sakes a party is set in heaven the host of heaven are warming up and saying is it time to write another name in the book of life and they are waiting for you to respond but they won't force you it's all going to be up to you because on that day it will not be about me it will not be about you it will be about those whose names are written in the book of life I can't bring you in if I go in I can't bring my child in each one we answer their name you want to answer your name now please step forward step forward don't wait for another person to come it might be because of you we are having this service today and this call is being made don't be shy don't be afraid don't be afraid in that book of life they don't read Nigerian factor has no influence if it's not there it's not there we like to give your life to Jesus please wave your hands anywhere you may be thank you for listening to this message we do believe you have been blessed we look forward to having you worship with us in any of our services at Foundation of Truth Assembly Abuja, opposite Aso Estate, Lube Epot Road, Abuja. Foundation of Truth Assembly, raising godly people.